0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another Holly Jolly episode of Inspiration Point. I'm Andrew. And I'm Adam. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, 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 ho. That's a good ho, ho, ho right there, man. <laughs> Thank that you. is refined yes well every
1: year i look a little more like santa claus um so like tim allen i am slowly transforming
0: tim allen didn't slowly transform he transformed extremely quickly
1: that's true that is true
0: (laughs) that scene in the mirror oh god
1: (laughs) what's your favorite christmas movie klaus no. Oh, man. Um, yeah, no, same. <laughs> okay, yeah, <right>. next question. <laughs> uh, what's take... your
0: second favorite? What's your say Oh, man.
1: Yeah, that's a harder question.
0: What about... Okay, this this is a fun one. Okay. Die Hard.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. That's Christmas a good one. Christmas
0: movie or not a Christmas movie? Oh, for
1: sure. Yeah, it's 100% a Christmas movie because it's right about, like, a family that's estranged that gets back mm. together, and that's essentially, like... A staple of a christmas film
0: mm. you know what i mean yeah yeah it kind of is
1: uh let's see i love how shameless the indulgence is in the film right like in terms of like america rah rah heroes are oh, heroes yeah. everything's black yippee and ki-yay. white yippee ki the bad guy's a, a pretentious british guy it's alan rickman it's perfect you know yeah, it, it does. It does everything. It does everything. Right. It's got a best buddy with, you know, Carl Winslow or whatever his name is in the movie. It
0: doesn't matter. It's the guy from Family Matters. And that's my head. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Was it Reginald Vell Johnson? He, yeah. Uh, that's the actor's name. Right. Also seen uh, as himself in the wonderful animated uh, Amazon Prime show. Invincible. Invincible. Oh,
1: man, I, uh, I gotta tell you, I really liked, I, well, I will say this, I was mostly impressed by Invincible, but the more time has passed, the more I, I don't think I liked it, or, like, I, I, I'm i not, really? I'm, like, not looking forward to more, you know what I mean? Oh, I am. I mean, J.K. Simmons, yes, right? Yes. But, like, it is just, I, uh... it was so good it's stupid to say but it's so violent right yes and it's just i don't know how do you go higher it's just kind of a lot and i feel like i got it and i just don't know what i need multiple seasons for right because essentially i i'm sorry but it's just a gimmick like i don't i know that's so negative oh i hate that i got so negative about it but it's it's tiresome uh Mm. and there's nothing there's nothing really fresh about it frankly like that that hasn't already been revealed through the show and 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 maybe it'll prove me wrong maybe it'll prove me wrong and they'll come in and they'll say here's some here's some new ground to tread that isn't just shock but like Mm. here's some real emotional stuff with uh the relationship between the father and son, but I've gone ahead and done a little bit of previewing. I haven't read the comics, but I watched uh, comics explained or one of these other guys on
0: YouTube talk about it. Okay. And I'm just like, "Ah, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, I can see where you're coming from. I, it, that, that first, uh, that first season, just like, I, I was not expecting anything from I was like, some people said this was awesome, so I'll check it out. Yeah, and
1: yeah, it's, and it was. It's definitely impressive, like that, especially the first and last episode. I, yeah. I would say did particularly well. Also, Amber is just the worst.
0: <laughs> 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 sorry,
1: it's just a just not an enjoyable character. But uh,
0: as far as Christmas films go, I don't know how I got on that tangent. Um, I think I mentioned, oh, I mentioned Invincible because we were talking about Reginald Vell Johnson.
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's
0: the principal of Reginald VelJohnson Johnson High School in Invincible. <laughs> I was like, hey, the principal seems like Reginald Vell Johnson. Yeah, him, and then I right. paused it. It's like, oh, hey. as himself. Yeah. I,
1: I will say something that I have been enjoying quite a lot is been a Christmas TV show um, which has been Marvel's Hawkeye.
0: I haven't watched it
1: yet. Oh my gosh it is so in many ways very refreshing I will say um, awesome it de- it's like watching a diehard series in cool. a way yeah and it has like major Christmas vibes but it also feels a lot like the Marvel Netflix stuff, but like when it was good. Right. Oh, cause a lot. Okay. Cause the majority of Marvel Netflix wasn't great. Frankly.
0: I even, even Jessica Jones put me off to be honest.
1: Like I wouldn't consider that great. I would consider most of season one of daredevil and pretty much anything where Vincent D'Onofrio was in it. And then that would be pretty much the end of the list. Luke Cage had, yeah. had like a moment or two. It was mostly kind of sloggy. Jessica Jones really only picked up once the bad guy got on the screen. You know, yeah. Iron Fist top to bottom was anyway. Well, I I really <laughs> am enjoying <laughs> Hawkeye quite a lot. And uh, nice. it's um, it's yeah, you need to check it out. It's some feel good stuff. It's got some mm. cool and creative action. Um mm. And it's got a lot of like sort of hints and Easter eggs and guesses. And uh, it has some very imperfect, flawed, bumbling characters. And, you know, as we talked about with Arcane last week, you know, it's it's that sort of failure that endears you to a character. Yeah. And
0: so there's a lot to like here. There's a lot to root for. That's awesome. I, you know, Hawkeye is one of those characters that really you know, he's the butt of a lot of jokes and stuff. Right, I mean, right. even in an age of Ultron, like he even says himself, he's like, I have we're a bow out there and arrow. fighting robots and I have a bow and arrow. Like none of this fricking makes sense, <laughs> but we do it anyway because that's what heroes do. Right. Right. You know, and it's that kind of self-awareness that's, that's really great. Also, Jeremy Renner really is very good. Um, oh yes, yeah. so so, you get the
1: best Hawkeye performance out of this, and his hair is definitely toned down from Endgame. <laughs> nice. It was a little out of control, maybe, maybe a little out of control. Uh, but this really gets into Hawkeye being very mortal, right? Very skilled, but also a you know a guy, and he's not yeah. a spring chicken. And the the show basically revolves around him getting caught up in a bunch of stuff. And he's just trying to get home to his family for Christmas. Mm. Isn't that great? I love yes, that. Yes, it is. <laughs> I love, I love it. You know, and it's just him getting deeper and deeper to crap and just doing the uh, more of this face. <laughs> yeah, like. While he oh, ices down, on. yeah, he ices down some bruises and stuff with like a bag of frozen peas, right? Like, yeah, that that pretty much right there will tell you all you need to know.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, like, what dad out there hasn't had a moment or two where all you could do is just grab a frozen bag of peas? Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's very you know, relatable. We've all been we've there. been there. We've been there. Now, your your comment about hawkeye's age made an inspiration bubble pop into my head are you all right What that hurt (laughs) it you know it's kind of like i I don't want to
1: lose it what is
0: it no it's like when you work out and you know the pain doesn't actually hit till like a day or two later oh you overdid it yeah i might have um but what if there was a superhero who okay. went by the name of Spring Chicken? Wow,
1: I think that's a brilliant idea.
0: I mean, like, what what would his what would his superpower be,
1: or hers? Uh, I'm thinking it's just one of the like people that does the sign waving dance on the street, <laughs> you know, for like a chicken <laughs> shop. But was always working on inventions on the side and none of them would ever work. And like his wife left him, you know, because Ooh. he just like couldn't get it together, but he, he, he attached springs to his legs.
0: Yes. Springs <laughs> like the device, not the season. Cause it has dual meanings. It's when his wife perfect. left him,
1: she was like, listen, you know, you're a good guy and all, but you're just not going anywhere. And I'm no spring chicken anymore. And then he <laughs> didn't hear the rest of what she said. And all you could think about was spring chicken. And that's where it came from.
0: Spring chicken. Oh, man that's so his whole thing is is bouncing or he's like yeah. he's like inspector gadget but the a chicken suit. with The chicken
1: and the chicken suit doesn't give him the power of flight because it's chicken but also like you know but it can like kind of fall gracefully so it doesn't break his legs when uh, you know on the way down and so he's able to control these bounds and leaps that he makes oh my god and then like in one of the panels he's like in mid um, he's in mid-jump and he's got his <laughs> thought bubble and it's saying boy Clarice you're really gonna regret your decision look at me now
0: <laughs> oh my god I, and it, I'm it, it, picturing The exact scene (laughs) from Arcane where Vi is parkouring through the city, and she does that one slow motion jump, and you see her, like, tiny against the huge graffitied wall in the background, and it's all like... (laughs) <laughs> that except a 57 year old dude in a chicken suit wearing 57. jacked up spring loaded moon boots <laughs> and the guy's like oh i've made it i've made it, this is I am it. A, i'm a genius i'm in i'm in my happy place Right. all is right with the world oh right. my god he's just he just
1: lacks all this self-awareness you know as he's going through his midlife crisis spring chicken, (laughs) spring chicken, ladies and gentlemen, feel free to steal that one guys. Uh, I think it's a winner. Marvel DC. You keep your, this is probably hands off.
0: There's gotta be someone can, can
1: create a stat block for, for the monster manual, spring chicken, spring chicken, NPC.
0: Fantastic. So I got to ask, speaking of all being right with the world, uh, how are things with you? What's new, man? <laughs> well, uh, we won the uh,
1: championship for yeah, League yeah! of Legends. Uh, Woo! Good job. It's technically a state championship, but it's like with a specific league because Arizona has like two different high school leagues. So it's kind you know, so it's complicated. But essentially, whatever tournament we were in, we won that. And we got a big stinking trophy. I saw that thing, man. It's heavy as heck, and it's oh, it's fabulous. Yeah. It's fabulous, and I was very proud of my boys. And it, and I said, I need all of you to think of a set of skins in the game, and I will, I will get each of you one of the the parts of the set, right, so that you guys can be matchy matchy when you play right next
0: time. On that's a nice Christmas present, yeah, Slash. man. Reward for putting in that effort. I like it. That's a great idea, dude.
1: Yeah, they're like, "Thanks for the skins," and I was like, "Thanks for the championship." You know that this is. Booyah. This is a good. I've train. never had
0: a trophy before. Yeah,
1: <laughs> winning—that's an odd feeling. Well, we got second place like a couple of years ago,
0: and oh, I was still—I was like, "That's cool," <laughs> but now, now here's the real question, okay? where do you keep the trophy? Oh, I mean, is well, there a trophy case at school? Yeah, there is. And like, will it's this right. Dominate right it. It's the,
1: it, it's definitely the biggest thing up there, right? Like, Heck yeah, it's quite dominant, but Good I will say you. that right after I got it, I just walked around with it for a while and like was greeting kids at the door, just holding this
0: trophy. Hello and (laughs) this is my trophy i was just being that guy you know you earned being (laughs) that guy good for you you know yeah just walk around make everybody jealous
1: that was really cool and i i just uh, that felt really good that felt very validating you know it's easier to go back to your boss and say hey here's some things i need for the program if you have a championship right like Darn you, right: You've made the school look good. This is something that we can brag about and that we can, that we can talk about and, and advertise with. you know, So now, right. I, I want to see if that can, you know, uh, translate into more computers and better equipment and yeah,
0: you know that sort of thing. Hey boss, check this out. I here hold in my hand an impractical and shiny metal physical representation of how awesome myself and these five kids are like nothing says greatness like something that you can only look at
1: absolutely so i am very pleased about that um good for you man uh, yeah we've also been doing our secret santa at work Ooh. And I've got some some gifts there. Uh, I'll talk more about them a little bit later because it kind of goes into our topic. Sure. I also picked up the Strixhaven book for Dungeons and Dragons, A Curriculum of Chaos. Yeah. And of course, I got the uh, alternate cover because uh, that's what I'm about you have now.
0: Taste? Because I have taste. I'm a man of taste. We here at Inspiration Point enjoy the finer things in life, like. The best thing like about this book is with spot. non-standard covers. Yes. Mm.
1: Yes. Non-standard covers. I mean, they're so beautiful. They're beautiful. I mean, and not <laughs> they, to take really anything are. away from the artwork on the, on the standard book, but I definitely like me something a little more pretentious, a little more artsy fartsy. Oh yeah. And you really get that right. All, all the other cover designs are very kind of on the nose, right? They're like, here's what to expect. And
0: you're like, great. Right? Oh, Sure. Well, they, you know, they kind of have to be, right? Cuz yeah, otherwise good advertisements. You know, for for, for anyone uh listening to the show who who may not know this. I mean, you know, for me it seems like common knowledge, but you know, there was a time where I didn't actually know this. Um the the entire reason for the alternate extra fancy covers for these books Wizards of the Coast does that and makes these books exclusive to like local game stores. Mm. So the only way you can get them is by supporting your local game store. Like you can't get these, or at least you shouldn't be able to get the alternate cover, uh, fancy books on something like Amazon or something. You'd have to go to your local FLGS and that's, typically where you can buy these uh, the cooler versions of the books. So that's why they've also that's why they don't just go with these kinds of covers. They have kind of a, a standard uh, OK cover and then the fancy one as a uh, as an incentive to support your local mom and pop shops
1: yeah i've uh, got a pretty good relationship with mine uh it's co-run by one of my former students which is great yeah
0: you actually took me by there it was a nice nice place
1: yeah not too bad you know of course you know they're more interested frankly in uh um, warhammer and magic the gathering that's money baby but they've got their D section and i appreciate that and then that's also where i run my uh my side gig for, for some cash. Oh, cool. Is, is right there in the store. In fact, uh, that's how I learned about it. Right. So that was really cool. You know, it's just, (laughs) you know, at some point somebody came by the store and said, Hey, I need a dungeon master with a bachelor's degree. You know, anyone like that? And he was (laughs) like, you know, I actually might know somebody. I may know a guy. I may know a guy. And so that ended up, you know, leading to a really cool opportunity. So I try to do do my spending there, um, where I can, good. and 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 help them out. So it's a it's a good two way street, and and I get usually get a pretty good deal, at least if he's the one working there that day on uh, on book prices and that sort of thing. So nice. I, I wish I could go back and replace a lot of these other ones. Like I've got tashas and xanathars i want those alternate covers now and so i guess if anyone wants to sell me one you know hey we could talk about that you know check ebay yeah but you know it's not as personal (laughs) i don't know i'm I'm weird (laughs) so anyway uh that's uh that's pretty much how i'm doing Hmm. Are we ready to to move on into our main topic? I know we've uh, we've only yeah. been going twenty minutes,
0: but no, you know there's there's not a whole a lot time crazy going on for me anyway. So yeah, okay. let's do it. Let's do it then. Oh wait, okay. Christmas movies can't let that go without mentioning the old school. Uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Okay. Yeah, the, the classic the, the
1: slow smile animation
0: yeah and easily the best grinch movie there's been so easily second uh and this is like christmas tradition for uh for okay. my family muppet christmas carol i do like that one terrific movie i do enjoy it yes gotta love some michael kane too like yeah, michael the Caine? man michael kane michael kane so for anyone out there who uh, may not have a good roster of Christmas movies to watch this season, pick them up. They're good for you. Mm-hmm. Put some yeah. put some Christmas cheer in your life. Yeah. And uh, uh, speaking of Christmas cheer <laughs> and putting Christmas cheer in your life, what's our topic tonight?
1: Good buddy. So our topic is uh, the sort of thing I talk about in the way that you sort of talk about memorable moments, right? Like that, that's kind of like your main thing. And in a way way they're really related uh, because something I like to talk about a lot is novelty. Mm. I love novelty. It is something I love to see in games, uh, specifically like both, you know, TTRPGs and video games. In, In a lot of ways, we might think of novelty as like an Easter egg in a film, perhaps, you know? Mm. You know, something like that. But I certainly love novelties as gifts, right? Mm. I don't necessarily want like clutter, some junk, right? Yeah. But I like a thoughtful gift. And so what does novelty mean? So the two definitions that came up first on Google, because I, I didn't do real research for this, was um, the quality of being new, original or unusual. mm. And then this, the second one right underneath it was like a literal novelty. And it said a small and inexpensive toy or ornament. And that word inexpensive kind of struck me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it did. Uh, I wasn't expecting that either.
1: Yeah. So unusual, inexpensive, original, new, these are, these are words that combo together in a way that I think do encapsulate kind of what I've, what I'm looking for. In expensive, mm. inexpensive is kind of like it, an important part of that because it adds this degree of thoughtfulness without mm. adding on like the you shouldn't have comment that we all kind of feel like we we have to give right yeah like if your coworker bought you a laptop mm-hmm. you would be like concerned right <laughs> you you would be like uh, what do you want. Right. Like it's almost suspicious how generous that is. Right. Because it's such an expensive, you know, and definitely you, you of course need it sort of item. You also might not be that, that personally attached to it, but there's something about a novelty that is, that is thoughtful and, doesn't have that cost burden that you feel in a way that that you wouldn't feel otherwise, right? You you appreciate it, I think, more. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like if somebody, if, if I get a kind gift of, and I get the sense that somebody really thought about it and didn't throw guilt in there, like to me, that's that's extra special.
0: Well, I think I think the guilt is self imposed. I mean, if I sent you a laptop.
1: Well, if you sent me a laptop, I'd be like, that's Andrew and, you know, and Andrew and I know each other,
0: right? That's the other thing I was going to is that like the space you have to play in for inexpensive, too expensive, or what you would consider overly extravagant or not kind of depends on the personal cachet and relationship you have built up with the person that's giving you the gift or vice versa like like you say if it's one of your coworkers who you know you talk to from time to time you know you're you're at work buddies but you don't really do much outside of work or things like that and then they like they go hey uh i just decided i'd buy you like three thousand dollars worth of stock in a major tech company you're like hold on i think i need to like reassess what our relationship is right you know it's because disarming. clearly you think it's way bigger than i do
1: and wouldn't you feel a little bit of of need you feel to, like a jerk you're yeah like oh well here's your you know hand warmer oh right 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 there is a sense of, of, you know, maybe owing someone something there's, there's burden, there's worry, there's question right. and e- even without that, right? Like getting an expensive item is cool, but getting a thoughtful item to me, at least is better. Oh, right? sure. And, and certainly, you know, uh, you know, when it comes to, to my loved ones, I want them to get me something that, that shows they know me. Right. And right and i try to do likewise although sometimes i i fall short. Mm. And we all give gifts differently. Well, what does any of this have to do with games? Well, hopefully, you know, quite a lot because i think that we are exposed luckily to quite a lot and it can be difficult to find something new. So like earlier we talked a little bit about Invincible and the novelty surrounding Invincible is that it's an extremely violent cartoon. Right. And the, the, when it comes to something like arcane, I think it goes beyond novelty into like a true piece of art. Right. Right. But like, I don't know. How do you measure that? It's all subjective. Yep. But I think when, when it comes to games, things can get stale. They can get repetitive. We have access to some of the greatest, well, we do have access to the greatest graphics that have ever been produced for video games up until the point where I said this sentence, right? <laughs> right. So, you know, we're very blessed. I just got a, a brand new television, 65-inch smart TV. Woo, congratulations. That's been a long time coming. Yeah, it was really, really cool. And I didn't get a new game. I loaded up Spider-Man 2018 that I already had. Still good. And it's, it's great except for the parts where you have to sneak around as, as Mary Jane and, um, miles Morales. I'm like, uh, yeah. Can we go back to the Spider-Man scenes, please? But those, uh, those facial animations, uh, as they're meant to be seen, Mm -hmm. uh, and the colors are just so intense and bright. I'd never seen it like that before. And it was just really, really
0: cool. It's an amazing feeling that, that, uh, that first, like, major upgrade, especially from like 1080 to 4K, and it's a trip and a half, man.
1: I might say it's a spectacular feeling. <laughs> yes, it is a spectacular feeling. Um, cause you know, amazing Spider Man, spectacular Spider Man. A- anyway, um, I get you. Okay. I just wanted to make <laughs> sure my joke was appreciated. <laughs> There's a lot of good stuff. In that game, in terms of like how the combat works and there's and just swinging around the city is like a treat itself. Right. It's mm-hmm. filled with a lot of fun, unique things, but it's it's not inexpensive. <laughs> right. Right. But there can be fun derived from it in a way that doesn't ask too much. Right. It's like, here's a clever. System that we thought about that is intuitive for you, right? It's not expensive in terms of the mental tax that it puts on you to play the game. Hmm. And I think that that can generate a sense of novelty. I remember back when I was playing the first Halo on the original Xbox. Mm -hmm. And you know, you run around with a gun, there's nothing new about that. You get the shield system, that's kind of cool. It's not still, it's just damage, right? Right. Okay. I got to jump in a tank and then the warthog. Okay. There's some cool stuff happening here. I really like that. I have to like work with a buddy to get the most out of this. That's mm. kind of cool. Um, there were some weapons like the needler that were particularly unique or interesting, but then right. there were still things like shotgun and pistol that do exactly what you expect. And then I remember that like one of the enemies during story mode dropped uh, the Banshee, the little flying machine. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I jumped in it and I thought, well, I can commandeer everything else in this game, but no way they're going to let me fly. Like, yep. You know, and I jump in and I start going and it lets me fly. And I'm like, and holy like, shnikes, right? Oh, yeah. It was so excited.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you know, for what it's worth, really, with the Banshee, it's more hovering. But yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, in that moment, you don't care. You're oh, like, are you thinking of uh, wheels and I'm ripping around like super fun?
1: Oh, I think we're thinking of two different vehicles. There's and maybe I got it wrong with the Banshee. But I'm pretty sure the Banshee is the one that actually flies. Then there's like a motorcycle one that
0: hovers. Oh, I thought that was the one that was the Banshee. That's like, like the, the, the ghost or one.
1: something. I forget what it is. Oh yeah, maybe it is. Yeah, but anyway, there is one where you you can use jet propulsion. You go up in the air. You move around in 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 Z space. That's gotcha. really really cool. Yeah, super. Yeah, that's really really cool. Um, quick change of gears just to kind of keep things fresh and let's say novel. Um, huh. what are some interesting gifts that you've received or given that? You know, again, like not the big spectacular thing necessarily, but like something really unique where you're like, I came up with something clever there or man, I really got something clever.
0: Hmm. Well, I did get Curse of Strahd from you guys, and that was clever in its own way. (laughs) Sure, because it was a clever ploy. It was Um, a clever
1: ploy. It, It does have a bit of novelty to it. In that it, does. it comes in that like coffin box, right? Yeah, that was very cool. And then it had those um, like
0: postcards in it. You know, something that I do for my wife every year is i I make her handmade cards for for her birthday, Valentine's Day, our and you anniversary. You cartoon versions
1: of of
0: yourselves a lot, mm-hmm. right? I see that often. Yep. So I'll like come up with. Different little scenarios and such,, um, and I'll do that i I gotta say, like, in general, in terms of coming up with really unique, interesting gifts, I've honestly never really been the best at that. Like, I think I'm pretty, pretty good at knowing what somebody would enjoy on a general level, but like there are some people who can find like the most oddball little treasures and stuff where it's like, I never would have thought in a million years to get that for myself. So I love that.
1: I love the thing that you didn't get for yourself already. Right. Right. The thing you wouldn't have thought of that surprises you because like I'm a selfish gift giver Mm. in that, the moment that I know I'm getting you something and I know what it is, I am impatient about knowing your reaction. Yes, yes. And I want to stick it in your hands right now and, and have your eyes light up, right? I want to see that, or I want to know how you felt about it when you opened it up,
0: you know, and I start making it about me. Right? <laughs> it's just like, and as as you say that, I'm looking at your <laughs> Christmas present right now. Oh, are you? Oh, very cool. I certainly am. Very cool. Don't tell me I'm very patient about
1: receiving gifts. All right. But not about giving them, right?
0: <laughs> and nowadays with the way the mail is. <laughs>
1: By the way, if you've ever seen the show Parks and Recreation, one of the things about Leslie Nope, the main character, is that she's like an expert gift giver, right?
0: Oh, yes,
1: yes, I do recall. And she's an absolute genius at at coming up with a thing that will make you cry. Right. Yeah. And sometimes it is very expensive and impressive. And sometimes it's something very clever. Mm. Well, I mean, it's always clever, but sometimes it is something more subtle. I'd say a mm. um, couple of things that, that I just got from our secret Santa. I asked for shot glasses, right? Uh, or are you put it on the list? Cause we, we all like fill out like a little paper of stuff that we want and don't want. Uh, right. Okay. And I think I know who's getting me my gifts. Cause They seem to know me pretty well beyond just what I wrote down. Sure. But like I put like shot glasses. So I got shot glasses, but they're not like the little like glass ones with like a like a label on it. They're Uh little tiny mule mugs. Ooh, isn't that cool? Right. And so these little itty bitty mugs with itty bitty handles and uh you know but they're shot glasses kind of
0: forces you to hold your pinky up when you're when you're using it
1: because absolutely (laughs) i mean these things are adorable and crazy i also got a, a game of thrones tarot deck i saw pictures of that that looked really cool that was really cool that was combining interests and i think that's one clever way maybe one one tip for creating a a novelty is to is to combine interests in a way i like that
0: that's very used to design
1: shirts that were like mashups of ideas right
0: that's true yeah
1: you did a a Night's watch batman right yeah that was which looks really really cool thank you yeah and uh let's see what's the uh i did a harry potter and Tyrion mashup too oh that one no, yeah. I, don't, I actually don't remember that
0: one. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll have to find you have it. To, you'll have to dig that one out. Because you look at the Lannister crest and you look at Gryffindor and it's like it's a dead ringer. So I did Tyrion basically in like a bunch of Hogwarts robes and right. wearing a eight foot long Gryffindor scarf <laughs> that's like pulling on the ground. Because <laughs> he's short. Because he's short.
1: Got it. Got Yeah. It speaking of short um we've we got um white elephant gifts for our staff party white elephant gifts you almost always see novelties right because some of them even have rules stated beforehand that you can't spend more than a certain amount like usually ten dollars or so like please don't spend more than this and you know you get some pretty crazy stuff that comes out of there uh another thing we do is we we've totally stole the dundies from the office. Uh, like if you've ever seen okay. the office, okay, right? So they have in the office, they have the, the dundie awards and what they are, are everybody gets one and it's basically a personal message with a certificate and usually like a little joke gift that helps illustrate it. Right. Uh. So I go to the Christmas party every year, specifically to do this right. So I'm looking right now at a figurine of torment Giants Bane that I received <laughs> from one of our awards from years past. Now we call them the Chesney Awards because it's based on our original principle, but it's gotcha. the same, it's the same idea, right? And so it was basically a play on: hey, I know you like Game of Thrones, and you're sort of you know the crazy uncle of the school and you have a long beard. So you get the T- Torman Giants Bane Award. Right? Nice. But usually, there's a nice little message that's like it can either be kind of a roast or it can be something really kind, you, you know, or or both, right? You know, and and they're they're really fun. So there, those are cheap novelty gifts that you can get um, in that way. That's a really cool idea. My father has been a well, he was a drama teacher for you know 25 years or so, and he's a huge into Shakespeare. He loves Shakespeare. Um, and so I was looking around what to get him like a year or two ago, and I found a little statuette of Julius Caesar, and the statuette Ooh. has holes all over the back where pencils are supposed to go. So, it-
0: oh, that's <laughs> hilarious! Isn't that great? Oh that great? my god! I was like, wait, that's significant for oh, oh. yes, because he gets stabbed
1: yes. to death. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you have all these pencils uh, sticking out of his hilarious. back yeah it was a little morbid he loved that um <laughs> you know rob um the, that we used to play games with uh-huh. he's a paleontologist by trade right and he loves jurassic park right so i went online and i was looking for a gift and i found the barbasol can and oh. you can unscrew it and put stuff in there and i got him that and he
0: he loved that that's cool that's cool and that see those are great ideas like you know it to me like if somebody's like oh i'm into paleontology and i like jurassic park that has me going like oh my god how do i get them like a huge dinosaur thing like that (laughs) like i can't freaking get them a shirt spend (laughs) like eight thousand dollars on something crazy and you're like that shaving cream can would be awesome. Right.
1: I think I I think I was like going on Amazon and I was just like Jurassic Park gift. Right. And that was like on the list. And I was like, oh, that's way better than all the rest of this crap. And so I, I picked that up right away. There so, you go. Uh, that was really, really cool. OK, so this has been a long wind up. To talk about how do we get novelty into games? Mm. So I hear some questions for you. Okay. This is going to be the speed round.
0: We're going to test your gift giving novelty skills. Okay. Oh my God. Right after I admit that they're trash. Okay. Let's (laughs) let's freaking do this. That just means you need to practice, right? Maybe. Yes. Maybe I just need to practice. All right. So hit me. So during this holiday
1: season, We need to think about gifts for our players and for our GMs, right? Mm. But how do you know what to get your players in a game? Okay. So like, like, you know, let's keep it in game for, for the moment because number one, that's free. Okay. And number two, they'll probably appreciate it more. Right. So they might, they might. So who are our players? Well, the dungeon master's guide gives us a little hint as to who Mm. our players are. And this is something we've talked about in the past when we talked about Bartle's taxonomy and stuff like that. That's right. So page number six of the Dungeon Master's Guide is know your players, right? And it gives us a few player archetypes that give us some general ideas. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you one of the archetypes I'm going to remind you what it is. And if you need Ah. more, more information, I can give it to you. And then you have to come up with a gift, a novelty to present to them in the game. This can be an item, an event, a challenge, an NPC can be anything you want. Okay. But it can't be a real life item. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. All right. The actor, this is players who enjoy acting. Uh, They like getting into character and speaking in their characters, voices, role players Mm. at heart. They enjoy
0: social interactions with NPCs, monsters, and their fellow party members. Hmm. an in-game event where they have to go to a costume party in disguise.
1: Okay. So what I like about that is that the actor not only gets to play their own part, but they get to play multiple parts potentially. Right. Right. They get to really flex that muscle
0: or because this popped into my head right at the same time literally an opportunity to do like a small stage performance kind of thing. Oh, like right. maybe yeah, put a on theater a play troupe or something. is coming through town and they need help, you know, putting on a particular show or, you know, something like that.
1: It turns out that our main actor was so skilled because he was in fact, a doppelganger. And, uh the local paladin discovered this and might have run him through. So Sorry. I'm afraid that the show is cancelled. Unless Well, I could not dare to ask.
0: <laughs> <laughs> dare, dare.
1: <laughs> I'll do it. Really? You 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 know how to how to do this Our craft? But the play isn't—it isn't even finished yet. What should we? What should we add in this scene? This player is like, yeah, right? <laughs> yes, yes, more. Oh right. yeah, your poor optimizer in the back is like, this is stupid, right? <laughs> but, uh, I'll see you guys. It's not for him later. <laughs> okay, I love it. That's a great idea. Great idea. Great. Okay, you. see, you can do this. Okay, the second one. Explorer, the explorer. I don't feel like I need to explain that one too much. Okay. They like to explore. Give them a gift. A map. A map. Yep. I mean, that's Boom. easy, right? But let's take it a step further. What's on the map?
0: You know what? Forget the map.
1: Okay. I crumpled up and threw away the map.
0: The map is the is the obvious one. But here's something maybe it's that the could ticket be fun. to the real price. A scavenger
1: hunt. A scavenger hunt. There uh, it is. How does yeah. that look like in a game? What are we what are we scavenging for? <laughs> <It's>,
0: <laughs> now now that I think about it, it's pretty much like every quest ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are definitely a lot of a lot there's of similarities. Similarities. But say there's a a wedding and the bride needs her uh something old, something new, something okay. borrowed, and something blue. Right? right. You get that right. list. I'm with you. But it's vague enough where they can get a little creative, or uh, you basically give the player a reason to go dig around in things. Right. So you could even use the scavenger hunt sort of a la quests, a lot of the quests in The Witcher 3, where like they start out seeming like they're one thing. But they turn into something else as mm-hmm. you're going through it. All right. So you get sent to look for this thing that maybe the bride had it at her home or whatever, but she thinks she misplaced it or forgot it. You go back to try to find the thing, it's not there. Now you're detectiving a little bit, you're inspecting and trying to mm-hmm. figure out oh, she said it was here. Let's look for clues. And maybe that leads you to a weird environment because
1: it's been stolen by a, a, a tricksy fey creature.
0: Right. And you you now have to venture into the fey wild uh, in order to, to retrieve it. Exactly. It can lead you on to all kinds of zany things and stuff right. like that. Right. I think an explorer is definitely interested in those things.
1: And there's got to be secrets and Easter eggs. Oh, yeah. And, and little discovery moments throughout, right? Novelties within our novelty. Yeah. Yes. Okay.
0: Deception. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's
1: Classic. what the inception fan, fan wants in your life is just that sound that's effect. Right. Every time you see them, you Wong. just play it and they're like, yes. Every time yeah. they say anything
0: poignant, right? It just plays. That's like the law and order fan. <laughs> Any time they do anything, dong dong, dong dong, right? Some sunglasses that they can. Oh, that's a different show. I think that's uh, a show I don't care about.
1: Um, okay. um, anyway, <laughs> um, so another one is the instigator. Players who like to instigate action are eager to make things happen, even if that means taking perilous risks. They like to do the dumb thing. Uh, they would rather rush headlong into danger and face the consequences than face boredom. Oh, my God. This is me.
0: A crowd on the brink of riot. And okay. yes, it is you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely one billion percent you. <laughs> you know, what? I don't care. I'm just Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> I really do get that way after a while. I'm like,
1: oh, Everybody stop talking, stop deliberating, let's just do anything. Anything we do, it's gonna be fun, guys. Let's just do it. Anything we do is gonna be fine. Um, I had an idea for this one. Ooh, let's hear it. Give the character an evil book to tempt them. Oh, you bastard. (laughs)
0: Like (laughs) I I, I, Okay. So last night. No, I, you, you have to deliver this because I want to hear no, I, like, I like, I like to hear
1: your perspective, but okay, fine. I, we, we were playing my homebrew Monday night game and I presented the group with an evil book that had been chained up and it was in the possession of this, uh, uh, well, an Oblex. So, you know, this really evil shape-shifting jelly character essentially. And Anyway, turned out it was the demonomicon of Ig- Igliv, okay, which is, you know, it's bad business, let's say. And uh I just I just put it out there and uh your character really struggled with that one in a way oh, that I think man. nobody expected because it was Because I didn't say what it was, right? But I kept describing it, and I used the the voice filter, right? From um, what what's it called? I forget. Voice Um, mod. Yeah, from voice mod. And uh, so you were trying to like cast identify. So if you cast identify, I could just tell you what it is, right? Right. But I thought, no, I'm going to give it to him piecemeal and make him, you know, I'm going to build up the drama a little bit. And you did. And I did, and I was giving it to you little by little. I'm like, do you want to learn more, right?
0: Yes. Yes, I do.
1: And I was definitely like, yeah, you are definitely, I want to do the dumb thing. But on the other hand, my character is probably smart enough to know this is horrible, right? Right. And so you are really torn. I, I was, <laughs> and the rest of the party was like, obviously destroy it. And you were like, well, hold on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, hold on. Well, and like, okay, I guess I guess I will jump in. Uh, one of the things that you did that totally sucker punched me right in the curiosity was <laughs> or no, not even curiosity in the FOMO. Is what you did. You hit me with this thing is utterly unique yes. and like not of this world. The chance that you will see something like this again is like next to impossible or something to that effect. Right.
1: I was like, you will never see this in one of my games ever again.
0: Right. So I was like, <laughs> and on top of that, like my character. Is a very curious character. Right. Like if there's something there that's interesting to him, but of course, Curiosity killed the cat, and curiosity almost killed the Lanzaver. Um, <laughs> because oh my gosh. And me as a as a player, I know that it's bad mojo, but at the same time, there's a part of me that even as a kid, like when I watch cartoons or um various movies and stuff there's a part of me that would actually want the bad guys to win because i wanted to see what would happen like it was always just like oh man like what if the bad guys plan actually worked and like he did take over the world what does that look like and what do the heroes do yeah, that's a lot more interesting right so i'm thinking yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to learn a little more. And then when it gets to the spot where it's like, okay, well, what did it say? It, it wanted, did it want my name or did it want me to hear its name? It
1: wasn't going to tell you what its name was unless you attuned to it
0: right that's what right it
1: was and as soon as you attuned to it i was able to give you your beneficial and detrimental properties right and right. that was the thing i really wanted to do and <laughs> i was like if you want the next level of secrecy there's risk right? And, right and you know i i definitely like a good mystery box you know when we were doing our god white it, could elephant gift, <laughs> right? it could be a boat right it could be a boat you
0: know when
1: we're doing the white elephant gift like i'm a total sucker like I don't care what's out there to be exchanged. I will almost open, almost always open an uh, an unopened box. Right, hmm. so that's something that gets me. Okay, let's let's go to the next thing. Okay, the fighter, pretty self explanatory. They like fantasy combat. They lo- like killing stuff. Uh, they basically look for any excuse to start a fight. Bold action. What do you give them?
0: Hmm. A duel.
1: Okay,
0: there you go. A, Not a, jewel. Just a jewel. A fight. A jewel. A jewel. Possibly with like some major stakes. Yes.
1: So this is something you did for me when we very very first started playing 5th edition. Ah, uh, yeah. We were transferring away and you were running the first campaign that came out, the uh Horde of, Horde of the Dragon Queen, right? Yep. Yep. And and one of the very first Psy things that has wrath. you yeah it has you fight Sion wrath uh, the, the half dragon and he challenges you, one of you to a duel and i was playing a dragonborn fighter tarhoon tarhoon i, I can't believe you remember that i remember it because i had to scream it <laughs> <Tar-Hoon>! <laughs> right and i think that was also one of the names that's like suggested out of the book but anyway um still cool so he 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 has uh he's like i challenge one of you well for our fighter like literally not only just the player type but like literally the class mm-hmm. it's like i can save the villagers by doing a jewel i don't see the. i don't see the downside to this <laughs> go <Right>? on <laughs> and he's like even if you lose like we'll let you go and i'm like well it's f- fabulous i'm in boom now he straight up kills my character, so that's that was rough, but that <laughs> even that was okay. That was like one of the times where I was learning to accept fate in these games because mm. my next character was a lot more fun, so I was very uh
0: that was a good memory I'm glad I'm glad that that one of your fondest r p g memories was me just murking one of your characters <laughs> like hard that was. I think you just straight up
1: crit him, you know, like, and then I rolled a one on my death save and the dice
0: were not kind that
1: day, they I don't were not think. kind, but it was a cool way to die. Like it was oh, way totally. better than just, oh, you died during the road encounter. Right. right. No, it was like you sacrificed your life for people. Like, that's cool. Like, that's a pretty good way to go, man. Yeah. Especially against a character that you shouldn't have beaten anyway. Yeah yeah and so
0: like there's there's like of course you 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 were brave for even trying that's cool i think what i actually remember most about that bit of game that we had was uh the funeral afterwards Mm -hmm. yeah that was really cool so and, and for the role player that would be
1: something extra like hey say something about this like yeah there you go whereas your explorer might be like well, I've taken in the entire gravesite. I have no further interest in. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> hey, is there anything behind any of these coffins? Right, bodies. <laughs> so that's cool. Okay, uh, what's something we can give? By the way, I'm very proud of you for not saying I don't know how about a flame tongue longsword, right? Because that's like the obvious thing. Okay, but like giving that player that jewel, that is something really cool. Oh
0: yeah, man.
1: Um. Okay. But here I'm gonna probably change gears on you a little bit. Let's let's see what you come up with, okay? Because this this is the optimizer. Ooh. So they enjoy optimizing their characters' capabilities. Like to fine tune their characters for peak combat performance by gaining levels new features and magic items they welcome any opportunity to demonstrate their character's superiority now this says character's superiority they're trying to demonstrate their own superiority (laughs) right frankly all right so so give them a gift what
0: do you say well what you do is mm, i would say give them access to an item or ability or something to that effect, something that they can use like a tool. Okay. That has either like, like dual functionality or a trade off. Mm -hmm. So like, imagine like stances. So if you activate the item in this mode, you get this bonus. Oh, I see. So it's like a situational, right you know strategy element to it right to let them try to almost micro optimize depending on the situation
1: right that's kind of cool i like that um there's items like the rod of lordly might or something that allows yeah. you to to like press buttons and change it, its forms
0: yeah that's a great one
1: yeah so that's that's good i actually wrote down a few magic items that i thought were good examples of of getting something interesting Nice. Because one of the things I was putting together because I I made my own list here and and we've overlapped on some of this. Cool. But like one of the things that the conclusions I came to about it, about novelty, especially when it comes to magic items is, you know, the, the power without gameplay. Right. Mm -hmm. We definitely want something that enhances gameplay in a fun, creative, interesting way more than more than we typically want straight up power. Now, those items and abilities still have their place because there is a certain amount of mental real estate that you just can't do. Right. Sometimes it it is nice to just take the ASI sometimes because right you know, I don't have to think about it. All the numbers are plugged in to the sheet and that's nice, but I also want to do things like crossbow expert. Correct. But if I have eight versions of crossbow expert on my paper, that can be a lot for some people. Yeah. Right. So I'm not going to say that like a plus one long sword is inherently bad. And, and certainly if a GM gives me one, I'm I'm going to take it and say, thank you. And I'm going to say, thank you, but it's less exciting for me, at least in, in a novelty sense, than, say, getting an ebony fly, right? Oh, sure. Yeah. Which is something that is just going to completely change the way you even think about your character. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's that's really, really cool. So, uh, you know, when I, when I was thinking about what to get for the optimizer, I was like, okay, I'm going to figure out what build they're doing. And then I'm mm-hmm. going to literally look it up. And then I'm going to find an item that has been suggested by a member of that community. And then I'm going to give it to a bad guy. And then I'm going to have him kill that bad guy and take it. Mm. Right. Right. Like just absolutely lean in. I gotcha. And let them, let them just enjoy that. Let them optimize. Um, Okay. Another thing. Is uh, another one is problem solving. How do we help the problem solver?
0: What does she want? Well, she wants a problem to solve, right? So right. give her honestly a puzzle or a riddle, right? Yeah, puzzles, well, riddles. Ooh, here we go. Here we go. And this this is actually similar to something that uh, your character just got in uh, in my Curse of Strahd game. You give them a book that they have to decode mm-hmm. that as they get through it, they unlock more things as they go. Cool.
1: Right. So there's, there's little clues they can learn about like every section that they go to. Right. Uh, that's cool. And, you know, presenting them with a problem where if you attack this head on, it's usually going to go badly, mm-hmm. you know, basically it's the ability to let a player feel, feel clever. Right you know, I said this last week, but my my bard was able to just banish a couple of elementals turning what would have been a difficult challenge into an easy one. Right. Right. A problem solver likes to likes to kind of flex like that. Sometimes,
0: You you know, the problem solver archetype does have me wondering whether, um, like I'm sure this varies on a person to person basis, but I think there are, two kinds of people that could fall into this. One of them being the person who enjoys solving the problem. And then the person who enjoys the problem having been solved. Mm, Right.
1: Interesting.
0: And I feel like those two people might actually like, wouldn't get a kick out of the same thing. Hmm. You know what I mean? No, I don't. Can you explain? Okay, so in my mind, you'd have one kind of person who enjoys the process of figuring out what the problem is and executing the solution. Sure. So that's the kind of person who would love, like, sitting down in front of an interesting puzzle and figuring out how it works and, you know, finding the best or only solution and
1: is the second one the one that just enjoys the feeling of feeling smart yeah they that they had done it but they didn't particularly enjoy the process necessarily
0: yeah it's more that they enjoy seeing their impact on the world
1: but have you ever have you ever done an escape room (laughs) yes i have so I, I hate it. <laughs> never surprised really? me with that. I hate it. Yeah. Because to me, like the, the clues just felt arbitrary and random for the most part, mm. you know, like it was just, Hey, comb this room. Right. And, uh, I, and I never really enjoyed that, but I, at the same time, it was kind of like fun to be there with my like coworkers doing this team building, team building exercise. Right. Right, into say, hey, I did an escape room. Like that's something that I can talk about. So I guess I am a little bit of the, the second half, but I remember being frustrated and bored uh part part of the way through. Escape
0: rooms are interesting too because there are high quality and low quality escape rooms. Like some of the escape rooms I've heard of out there, especially for enthusiasts. Like there was one where it's actually a VR escape room that they've i think they set it up to be ghostbusters and but what's crazy is that everyone is wearing vr headsets but they've also physically modeled the entire space that you're seeing in vr in in reality so like with your headset, so if there's on, a
1: wall, you touch the wall. There's a surface.
0: There is an actual wall. You reach out for a chair. There's an actual. That sounds chair really there. cool. Yeah, and there's like I guess there's a point in the game w- or in the escape room where you have to like look for something out on a ledge, and you have to actually step out a window, which there's an actual window, and then they built a ledge. That your feet can find, and they like set up like grating and fans and stuff. So when you wow. step out, it feels like you're high up on a freaking like side of a building. Like, oh, frick. well, you know, what's interesting to me
1: about all that is that those are all novelties, right? Yes, like, totally. Uh, I, I can also remember being at like the California Adventure for Disneyland. Mm hmm. And like they have this thing where you do this flyover of California,
0: California,
1: right? And there's this part where you're going over these orange groves and they spritz you with like orange zest and you can smell it. And, you know, it's just little things like, and then, and I think that's another good way of kind of describing it is like something little Mm. that you didn't know you would appreciate that you end up appreciating. Right.
0: Like, wow, that's really cool. Fun fact, that is actually, as far as I know, that is my dad's favorite ride of all time. I do enjoy it. Yeah. I do, too. It's so cool.
1: And it it's not just, trying to, like, freak you out or it's just like
0: transportive
1: thrill you. It's just transportive. Right. And it's pleasant.
0: Yeah, it really The orange grove is something that I'll never, I'll never forget. Like, even before you said it, I was like, he's going to the orange grove, (laughs) to to, to the orange grove. There's that like a pine forest, I think, where it just, those smells are just so Mm -hmm. kind of iconic. Right. And you're like, especially if you've been
1: to places like that. Oh, totally. Cause then you're like, oh man, now you're getting nostalgia and memory and all kinds of good stuff. Okay. There's one more guy. All right. right. The storyteller players who love storytelling want to contribute to a narrative. They like it when their characters are heavily invested in in an unfolding story and they enjoy encounters that are tied to and expand an overarching plot.
0: Hmm, man. (sighs) Well, what do you give them? I think there's actually a lot of things you could give this, this player. Really, here we go—a major one-on-one interaction with the villain.
1: Yes. Okay. Okay, that's really cool. That's really cool. Um, having them face that the the big bad evil guy, mono imano. That's pretty. Um, that's pretty good. It's a good idea.
0: I'm not even thinking like fight him. Like right, like a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that could go all kinds of different ways and it'll, it'd let that player feel like, okay, anything I do in this moment has the potential to permanently influence how the villain is going to not only interact with myself, but also my party and maybe the setting around us as well like I could save the day here I could get us all killed I could you know just imagine imagine that situation was Strahd oh yeah well right
1: absolutely like that would be a pretty terrifying moment and you'd be like wow anything I say or do can have extreme dire consequences yep right and for your player that's not a storyteller and you know you think of of who that is in your head sure you'd be like they would hate this yep right they'd be like Ugh, me why hi fraud yeah. okay okay yeah. okay are we done yet <laughs> right <laughs> right and is right. like well fine i understand
0: when i am not wanted um although I don't know why Strahd would have picked that individual in the first place. Maybe they were just the fattest. <laughs> right?
1: And he was just like, that guy looks tasty. You know? <laughs> he has
0: vast blood reserves.
1: I'll bet you that guy tastes like peanut butter.
0: Mm. <laughs> Come to think of it, I uh I can't remember <laughs> what peanut butter tastes like.
1: <laughs> uh for when I when I wrote uh, my answer to it, I wrote: give this man a keep or establishment, right? Like, give him hmm. a building that that they now have. Um, Interesting. This is, this is a little bit off topic, but I want to talk about the Greyjoys real quick. Okay, the the House Greyjoy from from Game of Thrones slash A Song of Ice and Fire. Yes. Uh, they they have taught me something that I have that I often think about. And that I think is important for games. And maybe it plays into novelty a little bit.
0: I'm very curious about this because the gray joys are awful, but they are
1: on. awful. And everything <laughs> they say is terrible, but they, there was one time they made a point They're terrible people. Go ahead. Like we do not. So that's the worst, right? I hate that. Duh. Like, okay. In other words, I'll like pay we never the iron
0: fa- price, the iron price. It's like, yeah, whatever helps you sleep at night. I love the iron price. Yeah.
1: That's the thing that gets me. Okay. So I love this idea of the things are, I own are the things I've either either taken or earned essentially. Right. Mm. Like, like when, when Theon comes back from being the ward of the Starks, he's wearing jewelry and stuff. And they're like, what is that? Right. And they kind of bully him about it. And they're like,
0: where'd you get it?
1: Where'd you get it? And he's like, well, you know, we bought it from a merchant and they're like, that's lame. Right. Right. And I'm like, yeah, man. So when we, when we won our championship, not to keep bringing it up, but I have been bringing it up a lot lately. (laughs) Right. They give a, they give you a medal. Right. Right. And that medal means more to me than any neck ornament I've ever gotten. Sure. By far. Right. And one of my students was just, he's just been wearing it. All day for the past couple of days, nice since we, since we got it, and I'm like, you know what, bless you, man, Wear that every day if you want to. darn right. Because that thing is is meaningful. Now, now maybe with the Greyjoys, they take it a step too far because they're like, if you don't have a thing because you murdered a guy, then you're <laughs> worthless, right? It's like, okay, well, what if we just take a, a step back and say, <laughs> whoa, you know,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: <laughs> like, if someone has a ring and they're like, I went to Zales and I bought a ring so I would look cool. Like, okay, fine, I guess. But it's like, I have this simple band and this is a thing that that my grandfather left me and it has this like engraving in it. And here is something he taught me. And that's why there's a little etching of a deer in it or whatever. And right. Like these, these are things that you'll wear your whole life and that have special meaning to, to you. Right. You know, if a, if a robber takes your, your Zales away, you're like, Oh, that sucks. But if they take your grandfather's ring, that's different. Yeah. Right. That's, that's true. It's irreplaceable. So there is something about earning stuff. And I and, and when I'm thinking about a keep, you know, where does where does gold and gems and art objects and all that other stuff that you get from your treasure hordes, where does that all go? Well, to me, that stuff is best spent on sort of story items, mm-hmm. right? That are things where it's like, okay, we have to pay off this debt or we have to buy the keep or manage it or Let's help the poor family survive right. winter, whatever. Cause buying your flame tongue longsword at the shop, I mean, it's gonna increase your power, but it's not particularly interesting. Right. Right. Fighting the hobgoblin warlord who has one that he's been using, you know, and, and showing off and waving around. And you know, that thing isn't just a, a sword, it's also a trophy. Right, and and there's something just that feels a lot better about it. It's also not only a trophy, but it's also a souvenir. Right, it's a recollection of a place you've been. To keepsake, yeah, right. You know, and by the time you're done with your adventure, you look like your adventures.
0: That's really interesting. I like I like the idea of the meaning of well, you know i I think that that actually is a little bit off topic because what you're talking about is earning something sure for yourself, which right. kind of the antithesis of a gift, mm-hmm.
1: but all the same, I, I I think I would argue that all gifts are earned sure. you know, with, with, with maybe the exception of something that you give to like your kid. Right. And they don't deserve crap, but like, <laughs> you know, like, like, okay, you, you give, you give me pretty, frankly, generous gifts. Right. And I, and I really appreciate that. Um, Thank you. But I think it's because, you know, we've managed and cultivated a relationship, right? Yes. You get your, you give your wife nice things because obviously she brings value to your life. Right. Right. And probably the more value someone brings to your life, typically the greater your output's going to be. Yeah. Right? When it comes, when it comes to that kind of effort. That's so, true. You know, so in a, in a, in a way with a player, you're saying you're giving them a gift, but you built in gameplay in order for them to receive it. Right. Which to me is far more meaningful than, okay, well, um, Andrew, it's your birthday, right? Great. Um, uh, a sword falls out of the sky and lands next to you. Right. Uh, it's, a well, what was it that you wanted again? Uh, oh yeah. A holy Avenger. <laughs> yeah. 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 That kind of sucks, actually. Yeah.
0: (laughs) You, like, don't want it. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, ugh. Ugh, that's gross. It's it's dirty. Right. You know, it had me thinking more about the storyteller. Because on the one hand, I'm thinking about, like, the interaction. And then you mentioned the keep. And it almost made me think, go one up on that. And give them the opportunity to control or even establish an ongoing organization. Right, yeah. Like a thieves guild or something well, like that. Yeah. Exactly. And the and the
1: the whole point of the keep or the establishment or a guild or any of that is mm. to say, here is here is my mark on this world. Right right? Here's the part I am writing as part of my contribution to the story we're writing. Cause like we, we all play D and D different ways and the optimizer and the fighter are typically trying to beat your game, right? They're trying, they're trying to destroy all your challenges, but your, your explorer is trying to like learn out your, your world, but they Mm -hmm. might not be necessarily adding to it, but certainly your actor and your storyteller are one hundred percent going? I'm your co writer, right? And I want to add more to this.
0: Yeah. So really, it's it's. I think when it comes down to it, for any of these people, really, it boils down to opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. Put them put them in a situation that has the potential to yield something that they will enjoy yeah
1: yeah i mean and essentially that's what we try to do every session right yeah is you know but when we think about it in terms of how can i give my players a gift you know it's it's not just buying them power right you know unless unless they're just trying to keep up with power curve right like to a certain degree it's like okay my my level six fighter doesn't have a plus one weapon yet. He's not gonna be able to do anything in the game unless I like give him that, right? Right. Um, so I'm going to need to to help him out here. But here's the really exciting thing that he's gonna get, right? And yep. but in order to do it, the, the challenge itself is also a reward, right? Like sitting there talking to Strahd is the reward mm-hmm. as well as the challenge at the same time. And then you get the memento of the occasion where Strahd says, you know, I'm not going to kill you because you're kind of interesting. You amuse me. And I want to see more of that. And um, I'm curious to see what you will do with this. And he gives you like a dagger or something. Mm. And then he's like, I'm curious to see which, which you'll make of it. And he leaves. And then you have a memento. The, the symbol of of that interaction yeah right? and that's really really cool i think that's something that that you know that's a story that they can tell to anybody and that is also a gift yeah yeah so anyway there's that's so awesome. much more to talk about into into going in here but i think we better uh start wrapping it up right yeah
0: or i'll be editing for a month Um, every minute that goes by he's like that's a oof that's another hour of my life (laughs)
1: sorry honey it's gonna be
0: a little longer it's gonna be a long one Um, but this, this was a cool topic and I really enjoyed it and I have to say not trying to well you know what yeah I'm tooting my own horn a little bit I think I handled your challenges admirably (laughs) i surprised myself i was like oh i have an answer for that oh i have an answer for that too oh my god (laughs)
1: what yeah i know you you did well because i mean in in various forms we've talked about things like this right like how do i empathize with my players and create something that, that they'll enjoy But if we think about it in terms of presence, it's just another way of doing the same exercise, I suppose. Right. You know,
0: because things can definitely get stale in a game. Sure. They definitely can. And it's nice to look at these exercises and look at where we've gone with the show previously and to see these things coming back and still and being practically relevant and, you know, trying to put these little lessons that we've tried to teach ourselves and all of you out there, um, you know, having you throw these little challenges at me and go, okay, what did we learn about this player type? What would they enjoy? And trying to build on those parameters is really cool. And I think that's also maybe a good uh, approach Maybe just for gift giving in general, because I think gift giving can be pretty daunting for a lot of people. And especially the idea of like, oh, you know, if you have limited funds, like a lot of us do, it can be even like nerve wracking to start thinking about buying gifts because it's, you know, not always a lot of money to go around or sure. You know, you don't have an idea or whatever. So some of the things that you can do are to figure out, okay, what are a few core traits about this person as a person, you know, our, our explorer character, for instance, that's not all they are, but it's, it's a nice defined sub portion of who they are it's a starting
1: point at the very at the very least right right? and
0: and it gives you something concrete that you can target right
1: i also wonder how much this carries over into real life in these types right like in how people like to have fun and interact with the world i'm sure a lot if if i had to guess I i would i would guess so too you know Someone, you know, you, you can give someone a problem solving object in real life and you'll get different reactions depending on who you give it to. That's very true. Like I probably don't want
0: one, but my wife
1: very well may, right? She may, she may quite enjoy it. And my son would probably enjoy it. I'd be like, this is not storytelling or acting. I don't
0: or instigating. I don't care about this. <laughs> this is stupid. Why are these two horseshoes chained together? And why would a ring be stuck in the middle? This has zero practical application whatsoever. So if you have
1: a friend in real life who's a fighter, just walk up and slap him. It'd be the greatest gift you've ever given. Is uh as he just starts to pummel you into the dirt and you know what he's so happy right now
0: i'm just picturing you know the what happens in all these movies where the little guy walks up to the big guy and just belts him straight in the face and the big guy's head kind of whips around and then their head slowly starts turning back and it has a massive grin Plastered across it, and you just go, "Uh oh!" That there's your happy fighter.
1: Yep, there there's it your is, happy fighter. All right, Andrew, take all us start start wrapping right. this
0: present, this novelty gift up. All right, so get a load of these apples first. I want to say thank you to all our patrons, Kate, Prostaskius, Leroy josh tiana falangor spike chris logan and punch and potato you guys are the best and because of that i made a list so i wouldn't forget any of you <laughs> because i love you and that's so my gift to you guys is a uh patent pending andrew list the the
1: best you know the thing we essentially promised yes
0: well, you know, if you gotta just like take all the wind out of my sails. <laughs> Jesus. All right. So if you wanna be like if you would like to be a member of our happy little patron family, head on over to Patreon.com slash inspiration point and you can back us at the one five or twenty dollar tier and get access to our private Discord community. You can write to us and communicate regularly with us and if you jump in at that top tier you could even get in on some gaming with mr power here um and you know fill up on that ever special secret ingredient apart from that if you'd like to check out the website if uh, you haven't already head on over to inspirationpoint.buzzsprout.com And while you're over there, if you're on a desktop uh, computer, there are three little bubbles in the upper right hand corner that can take you to our Facebook, Twitter and Patreon. And if you're accessing the website on mobile, those little bubbles will be right in the top center of the page. Apart from that, thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us. And we hope that you all are having a safe and pleasant holiday season and um, give to one another. Think about who you share this hobby with and think about what you could give them that'll make them feel special or give them something to to really sink their teeth into and enjoy and just enjoy one another's company. So roll that around in your heads for a little bit. And until You hear our cheery voices again. Stay inspired. Bye. Bye.